0: Welcome to the McKinnon Legal Podcast, your guide to brighter paths beyond challenging marriages. Here's your host,
1: Christina McKinnon. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone, to episode numero uno episode number one of the McKinnon legal podcast I'm your co-host Jeremy Wolf and I'm joined by none other than your host we have Christina McKinnon Christina always a pleasure how you been yes
0: I've been great fantastic I'm glad it's Friday I starting up for a, a trial season before the uh, holidays get here but you know it's always good So uh, it's what we do, it's what people retain us for, is to have their children during the holidays, and I'm I'm happy to do it. I'm happy
1: to be there to help. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to get started on this journey, on this, the very first episode of your very own podcast show. So why don't we start off with some basics here, and for our listeners, maybe share with them a little bit about McKinnon Legal, the types of services you offer, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into the backstory of how you came to be in the first place.
0: Okay. Uh, we have a full service uh, family law firm. Uh, we've been in existence almost two decades now, 19 years um, in existence. I've been practicing for about 20 years, but um, we have uh, attorneys at our office with over 50 years experience. Uh, we do the whole gamut of family law from modifications to child support, custody, Uh, Divorce, collaborative divorce. Uh, We do agreements, whether it's a marital settlement agreement, a prenuptial agreement, a post-judgment or a postnuptial agreement. Um, And we do contempt. Um, We already said modifications, but that could be if there is a substantial change in circumstance. Uh, Since the final judgment, we can certainly go in and get you uh, some relief as to child support, alimony or a time sharing plan that meets your current needs. So, you know, you name it, we do it if it falls under uh, family law. We understand that there are a lot of families that are hurting. You know, it's our desire to, to bring some peace to, to the families, mean, your most important um, family, uh, you know, unit. So that we, we want to make sure that um, people are living their best lives and, are, and have peace.
1: Now, you also handle a small, small area of your practice is also personal injury law as well, though. No? Yes, very small. <laughs> so how did so how did you get started? I know this I know because from previous conversations we've had, I know that this journey in law goes back has deep 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 roots in your childhood. Can you talk a little bit about that journey and progression? Oh my as to how God. you landed out where you are today? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, actually I spoke with a group of kids, elementary school kids. They weren't as young as I was when I made my decision to become a lawyer, but um, right, when you, were three, a, when you
1: were three years old, right?
0: No, 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 no. I, I was in the <laughs> second grade, so I was seven. Um, but I spoke with fourth graders this year. And you know what? I was shocked and amazed. I had lawyers. I had one judge in the fourth grade that, you know, she knew she wanted me <laughs> to be. I had, I'm going to be a congressman. Oh, I'm going to be a senator. So, you know, hey, um, I, I think we're still around. Those star children are still around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so going back Second grade for you, mm-hmm. you had this realization that this was the path that you wanted to take. Uh, so talk about talk about that a little uh, back when you were in second grade. What happened?
0: Well, you know, I have siblings, um, have the distinct pleasure of having a much older brothers. And they were starting college uh, around the time that I can remember. So I guess around when I was three. <laughs> so by the time they got out. Uh, both of them were political science majors, and that's just what the conversation was around the dinner table, you know, or in our house. So I was participating in all the conversations, didn't really know much of or anything, but they they certainly educated me and challenged me, um, and I made a decision that hey, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm not sure if uh, both of my brothers wanted to be lawyers at that time, but they were political science majors. I majored in political science and I took it a step further and, and went to law school. So, you know, just at that age, making that decision and being excited about it by the time I got to middle school, you know, being captain of the debate team, captain of the chess club, you know, all of those things I thought would give me the skills to be a great lawyer. Um, and you know, I didn't deviate from it, but that's sort of who I am anyway. I make a decision and it's good as done.
1: So fast forward, you went to college, you went to law school. Mm-hmm. I think we just touched upon this. You went to undergrad at FSU, right?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Go I knows. won't hold that against you being a gator, so. <laughs> <Go knows. laughs> so So you went to law school and then you graduated. Did you start off in family law, or did you start off in PI, personal injury, protect, personal injury law? Where did you start um, from there? No, I um, was doing labor and employment
0: law. I took a job, and I mean, I was making a great salary for all I knew back then. It's the most money I'd ever made. And um, I actually settled pre-suit cases in personal injury, you know, car accidents, some slip and falls here, maybe a negligent security case uh, there. And I was just settling the cases before they had to be filed, before the statute of limitations ran. Um, Because, you know, if I had to file the case and I had to refer it out because I had a job with somebody else. And lo and behold, within a year and a half, I was matching my salary. So what did I do? I told my employer goodbye. (laughs) You know, like, I can do this on my own. And I never looked back, you know, uh, thank God it, It has been the most rewarding experience. I always knew I wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't know I wanted to be a business owner, that I was going to be a business owner. And um, I've had colleagues and friends that have, you know, started out with me, you know, 19 years ago. And when times got hard in those initial phases, you know, they went and got a job or stopped. I just never stopped. You know, Um, you know, things certainly got much, much better. Uh, We have 10 employees now. Uh, We're bringing on a second associate attorney on November 20th. Uh, so, you know, we can divide the case that load up a little bit. I can be a little less stressed, but I love what I do. Um, and you know, I have a business that is beyond my wildest dreams.
1: Do you find that for the, I guess, family law cases, specifically Mm -hmm. like divorce cases, are you doing an equal blend of actual trial litigation versus outside settlements, or what's the, I guess the ratio of when you actually right. go to a trial versus when you settle things uh, prior to that.
0: Right. I, um, the goal of every case is settlement.
1: Settle for, <laughs> so, yeah, right? so
0: don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I love being in trial. It's, it's my time to, you know, um, bring a little bit of my passion to the forefront and I love persuading the judges. Uh, however, you know, if we can save the client some money, you know, we certainly want to resolve all of the issues. Um, But sometimes that just can't happen. And um, there was one judge, she's retired now, she would always uh, say that the clients have to love their kids more than they hate each other, right? And sometimes the hate just goes to the final judgment, we're going to try and they're going to hate each other until they see, you know, this is what my lawyer been telling me all along. The judge is going to do what's fair, they're going to do what's equitable, and they're going to do what's in the best interest of the children. Um, So I would say 70% of my cases settle. um, And it's those 30% usually, you know, towards the end of the year, we're getting towards the holidays, and someone's restricting access to the kids, you know, for Christmas. (laughs) And we know that we need to have a hearing, some sort of evidentiary hearing. Uh, In this case, I have a few trials uh, set up before the end of the year. So I did three of them so far bef- since November 1st. Actually, I'm in my third trial on Monday since November 1st. And then I have six more to go before the end of the year.
1: <laughs> busy, busy, busy. I mean, it's so unfortunate that these you know, situations can get s- as contentious as they do. Uh, obviously, emotions run, run, run hot. But when you have kids in the mix, gosh, it's so mm-hmm. important for parents to have a little bit of empathy have a little bit mm-hmm. of understanding and try to mm-hmm. resolve things amicably, You know, if not for mm-hmm. them, for the, for right. the kids. So, yeah. And
0: you know, uh, I told you, I spoke at a school, elementary school earlier this week and um, the kids of course are geared towards, Oh, you're, are you a prosecutor or your defense lawyer? Of course, from television. But <laughs> some of them are like, I know what you do because I have two houses and we have two Christmases and I have two birthdays, you know? So they have gone through divorce. They've gone through their parents splitting up, Um, you know, or my daddy pays me child support. No, we don't pay (laughs) you child support. But, you know, the conversation was very um, interesting. And, you know, I I don't get into the specifics of of their particular cases, but they were very interested in what I was saying, trying to understand it better. And, you know, we really got to think about the children and how they're going to be affected. Children are very resilient. um, But if I could tell you how many of my cases where the children have a therapist, uh, a guardian at litem, reunification therapy, um, some sort of counselor to prevent alienation, um, you know, it's very damaging. And the more people that you have in their lives talking about, you know, how they can get better, you know, the more the child can be injured, so we want to limit it to a, it's just mommy and daddy, and everybody um, can live in harmony um, in a family. But we are bringing in um, a lot of vendors to these children, and they're having to relive and retell traumatic uh, situations. I don't think it's you know certainly something that's beneficial for them. Um, what I would like to impart to the listeners is. You know, if you can get a good lawyer, um, any lawyer that has been practicing for a sufficient amount of time, that's worth their, you know, weight and salt, um, and they are convincing you or uh, pushing forward settlement, listen to them, all right? It's for your children. It's not about the money. You can always make more money, (laughs) all right? Um, You can always buy another house. Those are material things. Those are things that... um, aren't really important, but your children and their mental health, um, how they'll progress in life. And this will stick with them for the rest of their lives. I've, I did a podcast in the past and um, the person who was the presenter said he was 45 years old and his parents divorce when he was seven still affects him to that day. Oh, so yeah.
1: stay with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Now these experiences when you're a child, you carry, you carry trauma around those experiences right. for your entire right. life, and it gets buried so deep that the older you get, the yeah. harder it is to access it and address it. And uh, it's so important to kind of work through it while it's fresh on the mind, for sure. So, and, and unfortunately, as you, as I learned when we we did our first podcast together, uh, that this is becoming more and more common. I mean, didn't you say something like fifty percent, over fifty percent of marriages nowadays end in divorce? Yeah,
0: it's close to 50%. It's crazy. I don't
1: mm-hmm. think people realize how common it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, definitely very, very interesting. So, Christina, what's your motivation behind doing a podcast? Because I know you're super busy, obviously, as you said. Uh, why are we here? Why are we doing this? What are your goals? What are your aspirations with this platform?
0: You know what? Um My goal as a family law practitioner is to educate, you know, whether it's my client or just the general population, we want to educate. Everybody has a family, whether they're married or not, they may have kids as well. So um, they certainly need the information going forward. They need to know how to be a better co-parent. We put out a series of newsletters, uh, information on social media. This is just another medium for us to um, get accurate information that I'm passionate about that I'm very successful with uh, that has uh, provided a a good medium for a lot of families to move on in peace uh, over the last two decades. So that's why we're here today. That's why, you know, I decided to use this medium as a a way to get the information out.
1: Wonderful. And I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Certainly learn all about what you have to offer and share with our great community. So Christina, always a pleasure looking forward to getting together again for the next episode. You have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the game.
0: All righty, Thank you, Jeremy, for um, having me always. Uh, It's a pleasure. Um, Have a wonderful weekend.
1: Yeah. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. And we will look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the McKinnon Legal Podcast. Everyone take care.
0: joining us on the McKinnon Legal podcast. Remember, there's always a path to a brighter, happier future. Stay tuned for more positive insights on troubled relationships and legal solutions. For more information, visit McKinnonlegal.com. That's M C K I N N O N legal.com or call 877-920-1614.